What's up, gamers, and welcome to episode 22 of the Bearded Gamer podcast. I am the host of the show, the Bearded Gamer, Michael John Hedden, and thank you for joining me today. To keep this show going strong and to enjoy some exclusive perks, come support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can also submit your questions or comments for each episode while on Patreon. If you have not already done so, please rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast service you may be using. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is MJHeden. That is M-J-H-E-D-D-E-N. On today's episode, we'll be talking about if you in fact need to buy a beard straightener. Peter Parker's face model gets recasted in Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. Steve joins Smash Ultimate. EA Sports have shown how be a pro mode will be in NHL 20. Mandatory crunch has been enforced for Cyberpunk 2077. Every legendary Pokemon is on their way to Pokemon Sword and Shield in the upcoming Crown Tundra DLC. Some PS5 pre-orders will not arrive until 2021. And let's start off today's episode with a little beard talk. And today's topic will be if you need to fork over the dough to get a beard straightener. I will admit that yes, after many, many hours of research and reviews on beard straighteners, that I do in fact own one. When was the last time I used it? I would say December 2019 would probably be the last time I actually used it. Do they work? Yes, they do work. The only problem with them is they destroy the beard hairs. Now you can get a heat shield to help, but honestly, it's not worth it. Sure, it'll make your beard look straight, but it does not actually look natural in any way. It just makes your big, like your big beard seem weird. Also, you're frying your hairs. And the biggest thing about growing out your beard is you want to make sure your hairs are nourished and it looks great. Um, you can still straighten your beard without a beard straightener and make it look a hundred times more natural. And I'm sure what you need to do this is already in your bathroom. So I'm going to break down my beard routine from when I get out of the shower. So I get out of the shower and my beard is wet. I pat it dry with a face cloth, then apply my beard oil into the skin underneath my beard. Once that is complete, I grab my spouse's hair dryer and hair roller brush and I start straining the hairs on my beard. With using the hair dryer and the rolling brush, you basically want to aim the hair dryer pretty much straight down while following the roller brush. This will help straighten the beard hairs and give you a more natural look to your beard and I guaranteed like either your wife, your girlfriend, your sister, your mom, your grandmother, your aunt will have a hair dryer and a rolling brush somewhere in the bathroom. That way you don't even have to go buy anything. And even if they don't, you can easily pick up a hair dryer for like 10 bucks at your local Walmart. Um, you can go to Amazon and get a roller brush for like 11 bucks. So in my honest opinion, you do not need a beard straightener. It is, an, it is in fact a waste of money. Yes, I know I wasted money on mine since I have not used mine in the longest time. Uh, that's the best thing about growing out your beard is you kind of learn as you go along in a sense. And, uh, obviously you always make mistakes. I have messed up my beard plenty of times. Trust me. And, um, with the hair dryer, you want to make sure it's on a lower setting. So basically what I do is, um, I'll set the hair dryer to, I think it's warm and you're going to follow the roller brush with the hair dryer going down, going down. 
Once you get that done, you're going to go switch it over to cold. And you're going to do the same setting, basically at a 90 degree angle, blasting straight down following the roller brush. And that's going to basically help put, keep the hairs in place on your beard. And then you can go ahead and you can apply your beard barter. You can apply your beard balm if you want. Or you could just leave it at that. And now let's get into what I've been playing this week. This will be pretty much the same as last week. I'm still working towards level 40 in Fall Guys. I'm almost at level 39, so I'm almost there. I know a lot of people are already at level 40, and they have been for a while. But, like, I don't know how much you play to this game. Because, like, the last few levels take forever to actually fully level up. But I got five days left, and I feel pretty confident that I could get to level 40. Um... I think it's going to be close to the wire. Like, I do feel confident, but I just feel like it's going to be very close to the wire to get to level 40. And uh, there is a trophy for getting to level 40 in one season. And I feel like this first season is my best shot at getting that trophy. Because I'm a little bit worried about how um, season 2 is going to play out for me. But um, I'm also still playing WWE 2K Battlegrounds. I'm about halfway done the campaign. And started leveling up my creative character through the Battleground Challenge mode. I also unlocked a crap ton of wrestlers now. Um, I unlocked Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, Triple H, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. I'm pretty much, I'm just unlocking all legendary characters first. And then I'll work my way through the wrestlers that I actually want to play with. Um, I also found an easy way to rack up uh, your bucks pretty quickly. And that is the obvious one, which is to complete the daily challenges. Um, you get three challenges a day. They're pretty simple, honestly, from all the ones I got. Um, I already reached uh, level 20 in the daily challenge for like the daily challenges. Um, sorry. Um, and then once you get to level 20, it resets. You still get a bunch of bucks while you do those. And then the last number 20 for completing the 20th challenge is obviously a custom cosmetic item, which is it's kind of cool. Um, I kind of wish you could actually just like buy more cosmetic items, honestly, because it's that's the biggest issue is it's severely lacking in customization. Um, so yeah, basically doing the daily challenges will get you a lot of bucks pretty quickly. Um, another easy way to do this, and it's kind of cheap, and it's kind of grindy, but it's pretty quick. Basically, you're going to want to unlock Triple H as your first character. Um, then you're going to just do like a one-on-one match. You're going to pick Triple H as your character and i like to select a custom character that hasn't been used yet because they're at level like level 60 i want to say so you can beat them up pretty quick so uh triple h has the fastest taunt in the game and that's one of the most annoying things i found online is that um people will pick triple h and just kind of knock you down just spam the taunt because you pretty much do two taunts and you have your finisher ready to go so once the match starts it's pretty simple you're going to knock down your opponent you're going to taunt twice then knock them down again. You might have to taunt again. Then your special is ready to go. Go ahead, use a special. Taunt two more times. Knock him down again. Taunt again. Your special is ready again. Drop the pedigree on him. And then you can either submit him or pin him at that point. No matter which one it is, you're going to win the match at that point. You can pretty much probably finish that match in 45 seconds. And then once you do that, you're just going to go ahead and hit, uh, I think it's like retry or play again. And then it just loads the match right there and you just keep going and going and going. And you probably get, I want to say, uh, I want to say anywhere from like maybe a hundred, like 39 bucks or I think it might be 200 bucks. It's, it's a little bit amount, but honestly, as you keep doing that, you're going to keep leveling up because you also gain XP and you're going to be getting that extra bonus when you actually reach another, a new level. 
my only other like small gripe, I could do have a little few small gripes. It's only just me personally. Um, I hope they come up with an update where you can actually like select your opponents in the rumble. It's just me. Um, I'm not really a big fan of custom characters, and I do not like that like the campaign characters they give you are in the game as like the normal roster. I just like playing as like actual wrestlers. I don't want to sit here and play as Bobo Rollins and freaking Whiskey Nicks or whatever the heck the guy's name is. I don't know. He's like the alligator guy. Burt Robinson. I don't know. I can't remember. But I, I, it just I, I don't like when I see them coming into the rumble and being like, oh okay, this turd monkey here, and um. I actually did kind of jump back into Avengers for a little bit. I'm still early on in the campaign. Um, I just did the first Black Widow mission. Maybe it's for me not playing it, but I feel like I'm not a big fan of how Black Widow plays in the game. Um, I know in the beta I enjoyed her, um, so I think it's just a lack of me playing Avengers. And I kind of maybe forgot how I actually control her. Um, I'm excited to finish the campaign so I can jump into the Avengers initiative and get into that grind, baby. Cannot wait. Plus, like, because once you, like, fully max out at level 50, you get, like, a power level. Pretty much, like, Destiny. It's, like, I'm ready to get that. I want to do some, like, vaults, some raids. I want to just get a group of three other people and just party, you know? Oh, man, I cannot wait. And I'm also excited to have this save file transfer over to the PS5 version, which, oh, it's just awesome. Uh, that way you don't have to, like, restart the game because that would be the biggest piss-off is you get all these levels done. And it's like, oh, the PS5, oh, guess what? Your save doesn't transfer over. Ah, yeah, motherfucker! And now onto the meat and potatoes of the show, which is the video game news from this week. Let's start off with Peter Parker's face model being recasted in the remastered version of Spider-Man. This all came way of a posting on the PlayStation blog, which included a teaser trailer, along with a new-looking Peter Parker. The posting says as follows. This does bring us to one of the bigger changes. In order to bring the best performance to players with our next generation Marvel Spider-Man games, we have recasted the face of Peter Parker. We loved working with John Bobniak on the original game. However, to get a better match to Peter Parker's Spider-Man voice actor, Yuri Lozenthal's facial capture, we have casted Ben Jordan to be the face model for Peter Parker on the PS5 console. He looks incredible in-game, and Yuri's moving performance take on new life. And with that, the internet exploded. <laughs> Me, personally, I don't care about the face model being replaced. Yeah, it's different, and it's a little bit of a shock, but that's not going to change how great this game is. Yeah, he might look like a high school kid now when he's supposed to be in his 20s. So what? Some 20-year-olds have young faces. I don't see what the big fuss is, honestly. Um, I think a bunch of you are just being a bunch of babies. <laughs> like, And to add to this, it's also been revealed that your PS4 save from Spider-Man Remastered, or from the Spider-Man on PS4, sorry, will not transfer over to the PS5 Remastered version, which honestly makes perfect sense to me. It is a remastered version of the game. Like, Although they are the same game and one is just a remaster, they are two different versions of that said game. Take Kingdoms of Amalur on the PS3 and the remaster that was just released in September. You can't transfer your PS3 save to the PS4 remaster. That's just how it is. And I don't see what the big issue is that. I don't see how that's a shock really, to be honest. It's a totally different console at that point. And um, honestly, going back to the whole face uh, model now, I like to jump back and forth here, I guess. <laughs> um, you never, If you never played Marvel Spider-Man, and you would not even know, to, you wouldn't know the difference because you don't know what the old face model look like 
I also kind of look at it as the same way as uh, Harley Quinn in the Arkham games. Uh, for Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, she she had the same face. However, when they showed off Arkham Knight's first trailer that came out on the PS4, her face was completely different. And that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, Harley Quinn's face is not even close to being what it was on the PS3. And watching the Spider-Man trailer, like the actual gameplay, if you haven't checked it out, honestly, look it. It looks fucking awesome. And it just makes me oh, so excited to play the remastered version. And honestly... Once you play the remastered version, you won't even miss the old face model. Honestly, you you won't even... It's like you won't even remember what he looked like. Plus, this game has a new trophy list. So you know what that means. Here comes another platinum, baby. But yeah, so I don't see what the whole gripe is with the face model being changed. Um, I think it looks awesome. Uh, he does look a little bit younger, which, yeah, whatever. But you know what? I have no issues with it. I don't know why you guys have any issues with it. You guys have issues with it? Let me know. What, what, what are your issues with the face model being changed? I just think there's bigger issues out there. Just a game. People get replaced all the time. I just heard that uh, Ellie's going to be replaced in The Last of Us Part 3. <laughs> and just <laughs> people would fucking lose it. There'd be riots in the streets. And uh, in what was a bit of a weird reveal, we now know that Steve, that's right, Mr. Minecraft himself, will be the next fighter in Smash Ultimate. Nintendo is seriously adding every single character to this game. I think it's hilarious that Steve... It's going to be in the game. I I also love the Minecraft level that they showed off. It looks like that level will be a lot of fun. It, it's totally like just different, that level. It looks so cool. It really looks like Minecraft. Um, and I have not played mine, or Minecraft. I haven't played Smash Ultimate since I think Banjo-Kazooie was released as a DLC fighter. But I still love that they're adding Steve to the game. Um, I still think Crash will be revealed as the last character in the second DLC fighter pass. But this is just so freaking cool. <laughs> like, Steve from Minecraft is in Smash Ultimate. Are you kidding me? Now we just need Doom Guy. Maybe we can get Master Chief in there. Maybe some Crash. Or, yeah, Crash. I almost said Bandicoot. <laughs> I almost said Bandicoot Crash. I think it's awesome. It's exciting. Um, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people who might not like that. But then again, it could be another Fire Emblem character, which we do not need any more Fire Emblem characters in Smash Ultimate. Please, for the love of God, just stop doing it. And getting over to NHL 20, baby, let's get some Chell 20 up in here. We got to finally see the changes they made to be a pro mode. And it's a fucking lot. I was not expecting EA to do this type of overhaul for be a pro mode. Um, this is very refreshing, especially coming from someone like myself, who has not played be a pro since like NHL 16. It was just bland, boring, and it just really lacked a lot of features and customization options in my eyes. The biggest change is the new conversation system, which allows you to interact with management, your teammates, and media. And depending on what you say and how you interact with them will affect how management, your teammate, or media treats you as a player. Such as, you could be a complete dink to your teammate, and they will not pass you the puck during a game, even if you request it by tapping your stick. Also, as you build your player throughout the season, you'll, you'll get options to buy houses, couches, chairs, gyms, different cars, watches, um, which will give you a bit of a bonus to some of your stats, such as you buy a condo, you get a bonus number of followers and say plus three to speed. Another cool part of the Be A Pro mode is that you can make promises to either players, management, or media. Like you'll have this, like you'll have the safe option for like, uh, such as, 
I'll get us an assist in this game. Or you can make a bold promise such as, I'm going out there and I'm scoring five goals. Fulfilling the bold promise will give you a bigger return in terms of the perks you get. It's pretty much a high risk, high reward type of system. Now, if you don't fulfill this promise, then you will have consequences, which would affect your stats negatively. Now, I'm curious to know how deep these options will get or how repetitive the options will be. This is what kind of has me worried about this mode. Um, it could cause me to kind of bounce back out of the beer pro mode again. Um, I'm also curious to know if you will actually have cutscenes of like inside your house, driving your car, or they just be still images, which would be a bit disappointing, but I'm still a fan of the new changes they showed off. Um, I think EA totally delivered on this mode from what they've showed off, and I cannot wait to try the revamped beer pro mode in Shell 20. October 16th, baby, it can't come soon enough. Oh man, no. If you if you are a big fan of Chell, like honestly, you, you gotta check it out. Um, I did play the technical test, like I said previously on a few episodes ago. Um, it's like every NHL game. It's pretty much NHL twenty point two. There's not really that many changes, but honestly, this be a pro mode is something a lot of people do enjoy, and it has been so planned for so long. To see the new changes they made, it's not two K, NBA two K quality. But this is a step in the right direction in my eyes to get to that point where you actually can enjoy your character and not just really be playing season mode with a custom character where it has no outcome of anything from what the options you pick or choose from. What I would love to see is when you get drafted in the NHL, if they actually have like a little conference with you, kind of like the actual NHL draft, where they'll talk to the people who are drafted, kind of get their intake. I think that would be cool. Fresh off the gate, you get drafted by an NHL team in Shell 20. Or Shell 21, I mean, sorry. I think I just call this Shell 20. I think I called it NHL 20 the entire time. <laughs> it's actually NHL 21. <laughs> um, I have baby brain. It happens all the fucking time. Um, yeah, so NHL, NHL 21. Um, I think it'd be cool if they had that. So it's kind of right off the gate. You, The media starts asking you questions and... I just want to be a dink to everyone. I want to see what it's like to just be a complete asshole to everyone. So I can't believe I kept calling it fucking NHL 20. Uh, it's me smacking my fucking head. <laughs> and on to CD Project Red, which looks to be enforcing mandatory crunch to finish Cyberpunk 2077. Bloomberg has reported that CD Project Red employees have been told that working six days a week will be mandatory which kind of contradicts the promise they made about just over a year ago, I want to say, after they received a bunch of negative reviews regarding the crunch process. Um, now, I totally get that CD Projekt Red does not want to delay Cyberpunk 2077 again. It's already been delayed how many times now? However, you want to make sure that you're not going to burn out your employees. And the one positive side of the fact that they are in Poland is that employees will be getting paid for overtime as that is a rule in Poland. So even if they work overtime and they're on a salary job, which usually they don't get paid for overtime if you work salary, in Poland they do get paid for overtime even if they're on salary, which is it's kind of a unique situation in that eyes where it's not going to be as bad as companies in other countries where they don't have that rule in place. Um, but my personal opinion on this still is that um, if the overtime is for a limited time, like say maybe just a full month of working six days a week, I don't see any issues with that. But I think anything over a month would, I, I think it'd just be better to delay the game at that point. 
Because I don't think it's fair to your employees who have already worked so hard on this freaking game to sit there and burn them out at the end. And getting into Pokemon Sword and Shield. It looks like all the legendary monsters will be back in Crown Tundra DLC. This all came way of a new Pokemon Sword and Shield trailer that was dropped, which shown off the new Crown Tundra location. We also got to see some uh, Dynamax Pokemon, which look very awesome. They also showed off a new mode being added to the game, which is called Dynamax Adventures. This will allow you to team up with friends to explore this like Pokemon cave-like thing, uh, which only has Dynamax Pokemon inside. Um, this really looked really cool. Um, I have the expansion pass for Pokemon Shield, and honestly, I, I've been done with Pokemon Shield for a long time. I haven't beat the main game like every other Pokemon game that I've played. Um, I only just jumped into the Isles of Armor DLC for a brief time. I would love to get back into that game again, especially with the Calentrundra dropping in October, but I just don't know if I, I can do that. When I look at Marvel Avengers, Kingdoms of Armor, Re-Reckoning, the PS5, the Series X will be arriving very shortly. But this is still very exciting for Pokemon fans around the world. And I'm sure there are a ton of people who are excited to dust off that Pokemon for the Switch. Pop it back in, catch those legendary Pokemon, and play another story adventure. Speaking of dusting off the old Switch games, don't forget to dust off Animal Crossing, baby. The new Halloween event is dropping the day that this podcast goes live, which is today! can't wait for the halloween event in animal crossings man oh i haven't played animal crossings um whoo it's been a long time now i don't even know when the last time i played it so they did the summer event where they like you can swim at people's islands and stuff i haven't even i didn't even boot it up for that i think what it was is i was going so hard on the turn ups and getting as much money as i could that i kind of just burned myself out of the game but that's a game that I feel like is kind of like The Simpsons tapped out for me. Um, but you can kind of play it here and there and progress as you go. Um, but I've always been a fan of Halloween events. I just love Halloween as a hol- holiday. What well, favorite favorite time of the year is Halloween dressing up. You know, I I, I just love I just love that spooky stuff. You know, spooky, spooky. And finishing off the show with Ireland's GameStop has contacted some PS5 pre-order customers to tell them they might not be getting a PS5 until 2021. And they'll be joining a queue to get a PS5. As a PlayStation fanboy, this is starting to get a little bit scary. First, you have Amazon emailing their PS5 pre-order customers to say, Hey, you may not get your PS5 on launch. Now you have Ireland's GameStop sending out an email to their customers saying, Hey, you might not get a PS5 till 2021. What does this mean for everyone else? Apparently, Walmart has already just has already been canceling pre-orders without any warning. Who's next? Is Best Buy next? As of this recording of the show, I still have my PS5 pre-order through Best Buy. But how limited are PS5s going to be? We already had a report of Sony having to cut down the PS5 supply from 15 million to 11 million, which Sony came out and denied. But now with all these retailers contacting their customers to say, hey, you're not going to be getting a PS5 until 2021, I think this pretty much confirms that Sony had to cut their PS5 supply. It also kind of makes you wonder how many PS5s will be in the wild on day one. Will anyone that pre-ordered a PS5 get one on November 12th? Or will we all be waiting until 2021? First, you had the nightmare that was the PS5 pre-order. And now you have customers getting emails to say, hey, you're not going to be getting a PS5 until 2021. How late into 2021 are we looking at here? They haven't said. You know who I feel awful for in this whole situation? 
of the ones that sold or traded in their PS4 so they would have enough funds to get a PS5. And now they might not be getting a PS5 until 2021. <laughs> you don't even know when in 2021 you're going to be getting that. Man, I would be flipping tables if that was me. And who knows, that could still be me. Best Buy could just cancel my pre-order at any time. I don't even know if I have one. If my PS5 pre-order gets canceled, I'm just going to say fuck it and stick with my Series X at that point. I'll get a PS5 later down the road. This shit is just insane. It's like, it's, it's fucked. Like, I'm sorry, I just can't deal with the stress in my life, okay? I have other stresses I need to worry about. And it's like 2020 is just full of surprises. Like, like fuck. And I, I think, like, around, like, earlier this year, around, like, May or August, I was all hyped about a new consoles and that it's a good time to be a gamer. I'm like, yeah, it's a good time to be a gamer. Well, can I take that statement back? Because it's not fun at all to be a gamer. <laughs> fucking sucks. It's stressful. Like, fuck. This has to be one of the most stressful console launches in the entire gaming history. Has to be. And I think that will do it for this week's episode of the Bearded Gamer Podcast. And thank you all again for tuning in. To help keep this show going strong and to enjoy some exclusive perks, come support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can also submit your questions or comments for each episode while you're on Patreon, baby! If you have not already done so, Please rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast service you may be using. Even if you don't listen on all the services, just just rate it. Help me build this podcast up. I would love you guys to just rate me so I can start to be shown on the top. I just want to be on like the top 200 video game podcast list, okay? Let's start small. 200, top 300. I'm sure there's like over a thousand, but let me just get to the list of the top 300 video game podcasts, okay? Rating the podcast will help me do there. Even if you want to just say, hey, one star, go fuck yourself, Mike. And uh, on that note, everybody be good to each other. Everybody love everybody. And uh, don't be dicks. I'm out to baby.